Welcome to the Vitality Coach Podcast with me, your host, Nikki Fogden-Moore. Join me for celebrity interviews, behind-the-scenes training sessions, combined with practical advice on how you can feel fantastic. Tune in for easy-to-implement tips and tools on healthy food and fitness. Learn how to look and feel your personal best without turning your life upside down. Welcome to Feeling Fantastic. Welcome to episode 37 of the Vitality Coach podcast. I'm really focusing a lot at the moment on work-life balance, finding that sweet spot and practical tools that you super smart, busy people can easily integrate into your life. So coming up in the series of podcasts, I'll also be talking to Isogenics about their programs and really asking some hard-hitting questions about what's in their packaging as well. And I really want to share my experience with the product and interview James Yates and uh, and a nutritionist that's working for them as well and people that are using the product. So I can't wait to talk to you about that. A lot of you have asked me to talk about some of the products out there on the marketplace I'll be kicking off my Vitality Influences Tour with some amazing interviews, including the founders of Brook Farm coming up. But this episode today, I'm chatting with CEO Owen Bowling from Crank It Fitness, and Owen and I have been working together for many years, and as a new dad and building an international company, I think it's a great discussion to talk about how we find the sweet spot with work-life balance. And I really hope you enjoy this practical discussion um, with a very straight-talking person. I really enjoyed chatting with Owen, so don't forget at the end of this episode, there'll be links, show notes, as well as a bit of positive vibe feedback. I love to read out your reviews and comments. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoy this podcast. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Vitality Coach Podcast. I'm once again, um, you know, in my office with Owen Bowling, CEO and founder of Cranket Fitness, the suspension straps that are going global in 2015. And I've been alongside Owen as an ambassador for the suspension strap system for about three years now. Um, and we're constantly crossing paths in airports um, and everything. I was trying to actually get this podcast together has already been a mean feat. So we're finally together. A few months in the making, yes. <laughs> um, we will actually be coming up and showing you um, some video with our new podcast featuring some really cool exercises um, that are coming out in a new book of mine, Ocean Fit. So we'll be having like um, sports-specific training with Ben Wilson and Owen, which we'll do. So can't wait to have that, Owen. Yeah, that's going to be really exciting. Some some really cool stuff about uh staying ocean fit in there so you guys will enjoy that exactly and i think one of the things that i and i have been chatting about owen's now a new dad congratulations thank you very much yes i can't believe that happened so fast so it's pretty cool how do we actually find the sweet spot with work-life balance especially as an entrepreneur so most of the people that listen to this are entrepreneurs or they're super driven and we just want to share our stories i think about practicing what we preach uh in the wellness industry so owen what would you say your biggest challenges are growing your business, taking it international, and trying to keep fit and healthy yourself? Yeah, I mean, look, it's it's a really interesting area because I deal with a lot of uh, business owners as part of my work and personal trainers, and one of the, the major challenges that everyone faces is how much time do I have in the day and how many things do I need to get done, and also what am I working on? And on top of that, how do I fit in staying healthy myself? If I'm going to be teaching and preaching about health and fitness, I need to make sure that I'm staying in good shape and living what I preach. So what I've found is that coming up with with good systems behind managing what you need to be focusing your time and energy on 
and dedicating time, pre-planning and dedicating time to getting outside, getting active and doing the things that you love is absolutely crucial. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. One of my podcasts is the five elements of a winning week. And without planning, you will get given the week that you want. And if you just (laughs) keep having those weeks happen in your life, you'll never be where you want to be. So you've got to think about... Uh, health and fitness is actually a key pillar in your agenda planning. It can't be the last thing on your list. Spending time with friends and family, doing your admin, your work and productivity, and me time, which means coming back to the drawing board every Sunday and planning your week. So part of that actually is exactly right. What are you going to do this week to fit healthy living into your week and make sure that you have time to look after your health? Absolutely. And on top of that, I mean, what we've got to realize, and those of you out there that live this will really resonate with this and know and have experienced this, when you are getting out and doing the things that you love and you are staying active, everything else that you do has a better result. You're more focused, you get things done quicker, you choose the right activities, you say no to the wrong activities more effectively. So by ignoring your activities and by by ignoring your exercise, I should say, and by ignoring doing the things that you love, you're actually going to have a really big negative impact on everything else in not only your life but also your business. Yeah, exactly. Because without you know a healthy mind uh, and healthy body combination, you're not going to make the right decisions. You're going to be tired, stressed out. Uh, more illness is going to be there. You're not going to have the stamina you need to balance being a dad, run a business. And be yep. there for everybody. I just want to come back to the beginning as well. Is how would you define you being fit and healthy for you? Yeah, it's an interesting question. It used to be very much linked with uh, high performance. It used to be when I was an athlete. It used to be linked with being able to perform at a certain level. Now, for me, it's much more geared around what are the things that I love to do that are active. So, for example, I don't need to go to the gym any times during a certain week to feel like I've accomplished my health and fitness goals because the things that I love to do are getting on the water, which I know we're going to chat about in another in another episode and talk about in in your book. But when I get on the water, whether it be supping or kite surfing or surfing, three things that I really enjoy, if I'm doing that on a frequent basis, not only am I getting my energy expenditure that I would get from going to the gym, but I'm also getting to do the things that I absolutely love and that make me feel alive. So for me, health and fitness is about doing the things that I love in an active way. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, obviously Owen's been reading my website mantra and I'm just going <laughs> to But that's the thing. I mean, that's why we connect because we're like-minded. We both use nature as our gym. And I think one of the biggest questions I'll ask you guys now as listeners is maybe take a moment to define what healthy feels like to you. What does that look like? How does that what is vitality and what is a sense of truly being connected to your body and fit and healthy feel like for you? Everyone's going to have a different answer. Don't feel swayed by what you hear other people say, but maybe you have to reassess what you might have had a goal when you were 25, what feeling fit and fantastic is now. You may be in your late 30s or 40s, you're running a business, you've got a family. What does it mean to really feel fantastic? Mm. And once you figure that out, you suddenly start having a fresh perspective about what training is. Absolutely. And and one of the things, look, I'm heavily involved in the fitness industry and so I see thousands of trainers and their clients and, and the goal setting mistakes that people make. And one of the things that you really want to be aware of is that the goals that you have require a specific lifestyle. So for example, unless you're a, a genetic, you know, lucky one in a million type person, if you want to have a six pack, that requires a really dedicated, fairly hardcore lifestyle. Uh, that you actually may not enjoy that much. 
So you really want to get clear about not only what your goal is, but also what that's going to look like as far as your lifestyle is concerned. Yeah, I, I totally agree. And that's the thing is you might change your goals as you go forward. So a lot of people are getting into figure modeling and these fitness things as well. But most of the people that, that you and I coaching on an elite level are smart, savvy individuals that are really successful and they just can't find the time. Mm. That's the biggest thing. The biggest thing is balance. Yeah. They're finding it impossible to be a, a leader in the workplace, a supporter at home and feel good about themselves. So maybe we should give them our five tips yeah, absolutely. On, on finding that sweet spot. Do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. So it's a good one. My five tips. So when it comes to sweet spot, for me, choosing your activities carefully is probably number one. I'll give you an example of that. So um, my daughter is now nearly four months old. And one of the really big changes that I've really enjoyed as part of this process is uh, the serious reduction in evening TV time. Uh, now, that's been replaced with spending time with, with my daughter and my family and also spending time reading because she goes to sleep at a certain time, but we've just transitioned away from the TV. Now, if you watch a lot of TV, like many people do, it's worth asking that question, what else could I be doing with that time that's going to enrich my life? Because I know for most people, TV's a nice switch off, but it's not really enhancing your life that much. Yeah. So that's probably my number one, choosing the activities that you choose to invest your time in. Uh, my other one would be planning at least a week out. I like to do uh, quarterly, monthly, and weekly goal setting. So I know what my big quarterly goals are then I can break that down into what needs to be achieved month on month and then that can be broken down into what can be achieved week on week. When you do something like this, and it can be done in any system that you like, there's many different systems for managing this stuff, but when you when you go, what am I trying to achieve over a 90-day period, it makes you figure out all of the 20% things you need to be doing and the 80% of stuff that you don't need to be doing. I mean, most of the time, we spend 80% of our day on fluff, on stuff that we just don't need to be doing. Yeah. Either pass it on to someone else or don't even do it at all. What are the key actions that you need to be doing, whether it be with your family, whether it be with your business, whether it be with your fitness, that are going to have the biggest result? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so so that's a huge one for me is, is planning and choosing the right activities. Yeah. Look, the next one would probably be built around nutrition and training. So whether training to you looks like it does for me, where it's getting on the water, and if I don't get on the water, then some kind of outdoor fitness – or whether it's going to the gym and lifting weights. Whatever your perfect training is, it needs to be factored in as a really crucial part of your awesome week. Because if you're not doing it, you're not going to feel amazing, you're not going to have great vitality, you're not going to have great energy, and you're going to just be on a slow downward slope. Yeah. Um, and a big part of that is also nutrition. What I find when I'm traveling, and that's probably the hardest thing for me, is when I'm on the road, my routine goes out. When I'm at home, I can have a routine. I can go to the, the veggie grocery markets and do a week shop and do my juicing and do my prep, and it's all pretty easy. When's the last time you've actually had a routine like that? Or are you more at home now? Well, with my daughter, I'm trying to be more at home. But yeah. but when you're not at home, you can't do a lot of that oh, stuff. Oh. So you, you have to figure out really clever strategies about making smart choices at restaurants, uh, planning ahead where possible. If it's a day road trip, pack your food for the day. If you're going internationally or you're flying, then figure out ahead of time where you can eat. Because traveling and food are, are two things that I see business owners really mm -hmm. struggling with. 
a lot of times you'll be between meetings and you and and I see customers of ours just stopping off at a, yeah. either a fast food joint or or even just a restaurant, but oftentimes making the wrong choices, and that can really add up. So what you eat has a huge impact on how you feel and how productive you are. Absolutely, and yeah. and so I think you've got there, you know, and and they're all the same thing. So choosing your activities carefully, planning ahead is mm. I think planning is number one. You know, if you don't create the life you want, you'll get the one you're given. And it comes down to a weekly basis. If you're thinking about successful people that you look up to or that are mentors or those that are moving and shaking the business world, nothing they do is by accident. Mm. Um, uh, So, and then you've got making sure that you've got your training uh, following what you love doing. And that might change. You might have been into the gym, but now maybe you're going to do a month of outdoor training sessions. Or maybe you decided that you can't train alone because you need the motivation. So you'll sign up for um, you know, a club or whatever else to do for a four-week program. But there's no need to have a year-long membership anywhere these days. It's not set in stone. You, you, you can flow with the river and, and change your mind as you like and just do what you love now. Yeah, exactly. And if you are traveling away, do your research online first. Find out, uh, you know, if there are any parks nearby the hotel, if there's any really amazing yoga instructors, if there's, you know, if there's CrossFit, if there's take your suspension straps with you, but be prepared and do your planning. And nutrition, I have to agree. Mm. Um, you know, if worse comes to shove and, and you can only sort of you doing long days, you start at five and you end at midnight, which is what I had uh, last <laughs> week, then the only thing keeping me going is really my nutrition because I don't have room to even do maybe if I do a few push-ups in the room mm. um, and I do what I call the prisoner workout. So have a hard drive of exercises you can do anywhere, anytime, just yep. to keep that consistency going. Absolutely. And look, I, I think for me, probably the – I mean, I could, I've got a list a mile long of this stuff, yeah. but I think one of the really big things is in, if you look at balance, I don't only set goals based on what I need to achieve with my work or what my family time requires. You've got to break it down into, into the key areas in your life that are important. So you've got – financial or and wealth you've got your career or your employment or your job you've got your health and your fitness uh, which includes your nutrition what about spiritual yeah you know how much time are you taking out to get spiritual and when i talk about spiritual it's not necessarily religious it's not necessarily linked to anything in particular spiritual is about your connection with your inner self yeah and for me that's probably one of the areas that I personally would like to work on more. I probably don't set enough time aside, but I know when I do, everything else just falls into line because it helps me make clearer goals because I'm in touch with my inner Mm -hmm. self and I know what I want. Mm -hmm. It helps me choose to do the right activities. So it almost is the foundation that will help you with all those other points. Well, I think that's a really, really good um, segue is that whole inner connection because if you don't stop and allow yourself a nano break or a moment, whether or not you do a traditional meditation or whether you, like maybe like me, you just need a couple of minutes out to just to breathe or whatever else it is, the moment you're connected with your intuition, we make the best decisions in all areas of our lives. And Every now and then, you need to reassess your game plan. Life does not work in five-year plans anymore. Life is so fast, and I think we're so used to applying the old rules, and they're creating barriers. So it's time to set some new rules and some new guidelines and some new dreams and have those five pillars, so spiritual or me time, I call it, depending Mm -hmm. on how you want to work that, health and fitness and well-being, which means don't forget that cardio training, training your heart is a muscle. Mm. You need a healthy heart for good oxygen 
oxygenated blood. You need it to prevent long-term disease. And I think often we focus on how we look, but we forget about the actual internal workings of our body. Absolutely. External health versus internal health. How health are you on the inside? Yeah. Exactly. So, you know, in a market that's full of selfies and generation exhibition, <laughs> if we can encourage our intelligent listeners to think about, you know, what am I putting in my body? Am I looking after my heart as a muscle? Am I balancing cardio and not thrashing myself all the time? Because if you're working extremely hard and you're trying to push yourself in fitness and health, you're not giving your body any balance. So there'll be life is organic. There'll be times where you're more busy in one area and you can fill in more in the other. And friends and family are also an important part of that mix. Be upfront about it, schedule it in, mm. and don't just leave it. And make a list of those that you really love to connect with. Or use the social time to train with them as a way to catch up and get your health and fitness kick at the same time. And I think this is something that Nikki and I both probably feel quite strongly about. Um, if you're ever sitting in a restaurant and you look over at either a couple or a group of friends, if everyone's on Facebook, how connected are those guys? If they're all on their phones while they're in a social setting, how connected are they? So one of the things that, that I saw some people doing that I really loved and resonated with me was if you're out to dinner with your friends, everyone puts their phone face down on the table and the first person to pick up their phone buys dinner for everyone else. Yeah. It's a great incentive to actually connect. If we're going to be social and we want to interact with our family and our friends, let's actually interact. Let's yeah. get off the technology. And one of the other things I've been doing is plugging my phone in to charge, leaving it in my office and nice. then not taking calls or being online much in the evenings and really just reading, um, you know, and that sort of stuff, reconnecting with music. Um, you know, I have a dog that's very demanding, so taking yep. her for a walk. But <laughs> getting that digital detox mm. is also going to help you plan your week and actually just stop looking at things on computer mm. screens and get out a piece of pen and paper and draw up yeah. your work like that. I like that. Digital detox. Let's let's get more digital detox happening. Yeah, and, and then that's the good thing about suspension straps or having a good hard drive of basic body weight exercises. You don't need a gym. You don't need to be in fluorescent lighting. You can just step outside and start training, and, and the results are amazing if we're diligent, right? Absolutely. So, I mean, when it comes to finding your sweet spot, really there is no excuse. The biggest excuse, the biggest barriers are the ones that we place on ourselves because we're trying to train like we were when we were 25, mm. when now we're balancing more responsibilities and also more mental requirements that take from balancing a business or having a, a role of leadership, even if you're busy being a mum at home and you've got kids and you have to sort of a change requires any change on paper as well, which means you have to think about how can we make our week more effective. Mm. And the next point I want to cover for finding the sweet spot is don't be afraid to ask for help. So sit down and say to your partner, your spouse or your colleagues, right, this is my week. Um, mm. How can we divide and conquer? Because to Absolutely. get the best, to be the best for other people, you need to be the best for yourself. Yeah, look, and, and um my wife and I, we sat down a few months ago, and this was the first time we've done that. We've been together nearly 10 years. We sat down and we went through a lot of the goal-setting things that I do regularly together, and we set some long-term goals as a family. Wow. Now, that was hugely powerful because what, what we realized was that there were a lot of things that we wanted to, to achieve that were similar, but there were potentially different ways that we could do that individually. So for me to feel fit and healthy, I want to get on the water three or four times a week and do those things. But for Jamie to feel fit and healthy, she's got a different set of criteria. So for me to understand and support that, I think is hugely powerful. So don't just focus on sitting down and setting your own goals. If you've got a partner or a family, sit down together and yeah. do it with your kids, do it with your spouse, and see where your family is headed. It's really powerful. 
Yeah, and do it on a weekly basis. Get together with your kids and put a plan up on the fridge and say, right, you know, we've got all these things to drop off, but I'm going to have some time. And don't announce any big kind of weight loss goals, but just say, you know what, guys, I'm going to try and be fit and healthy me and balance everything, so I'm going to need your help. Mm. And empower your kids or those around you to actually encourage you rather than try and sabotage it because it's, it's human nature that people go, hey, Owen, have another <laughs> glass of wine. Nikki's not around. I mean, yeah. Not that Owen even drinks, but it's, I think what happens is people embark and they get positive and they feel connected to their goal, and the moment they take it external, they get bombarded by people challenging them. So in order to do that, you have to change your language and you have mm. to say to people, listen, I know it might seem like nothing to you, but this is important to me. Yep. How can we make it work? Absolutely. And you're going to be teaching not only your kids, but also potentially your spouse some really valuable life skills as well. Yeah, exactly. And, and if, it, if you're at work and you're managing a team and you're trying to integrate wellness in the workplace, keep it simple. Uh, you know, encourage your team members to also have work-life balance and do their planning. How else can you run your lunchtime sessions? Do you have healthy snacks in the office? Are you leading by example or are you just keeping this culture to yourself? Mm. So if you truly want wellness to go through the workplace, you have to make small incremental changes that make it easy for people just to make healthy decisions. Absolutely. And what we've seen is that when you are living that life and when you are really enthusiastic and inspiring about it, you will just infect other people. You'll be infectious. Yeah. You don't have to work that hard at it. You just have to really believe it and love it and live it yourself. Yeah, believe it, love it, live it, and that's yeah. that's indeed it. And I think if you're um, you know, paying for coaching at the moment or if you've got trainers at the moment and they're turning up and they're not organized and they're not looking fresh-faced, full of vitality and knowledge and able to actually practice what they preach – then you need to find people that are really going to, you know, be vulnerable as well and show that they're also going to have ups and downs, but actually deliver on those things. Believe it, live it, and love it. So um, I think this is all about the power of planning. Oh, and this yeah. little podcast we've just had, I might even call it that, because I yeah. think without planning, you'll just end up at a destination yeah. when we all want to achieve things. Um, and don't let health, fitness, and well-being be the last thing on your list. Absolutely. Yeah, it needs to be right up there near the top because it's going to have a positive filter effect on everything else that you do. Yeah, and think of it as 1% of your day, 14.4 minutes of your day dedicated to that. If you had to split your day up, that's nothing. Yeah. And we've got a lot of mini workout sessions we can give you that will fit into that time. The resources are unlimited. There are really no excuses. Yeah. So if you do have an excuse or you feel that you're getting into procrastination central and you just can't get out of this hamster wheel, we'd love to hear from you. I mean, there's a comment box at the bottom of the show notes on the vitalitycoach.com.au. I'll be putting the episode link at the end of this uh, podcast so you get it. Um, so ask Owen and I some questions, um, leave a review on iTunes, send me an email, whatever it takes. Use this connectivity to give us your challenges so we can follow up on another podcast and maybe answer some listener questions. Yeah, we'd love to. All right. Well, I think I'm running out of time already. It's too easy when you start talking about this stuff. It, really it is. is. Yeah, it really is. And both Owen and I are passionate about balancing entrepreneurialism uh, and, and growth with actually being good people as well. So mm. it is okay to say damn it, I had a really tough week. Mm. Um, you might not be able to keep things on an even keel for more than two weeks at a time because schedules get in the way. Mm. But you've got to give yourself permission to be organic. Yeah, look, and one question that I would ask uh, your listeners is, especially if you're running your own enterprise or you're, you're a manager of teams, if you're really heavily involved in the business side of, of an entity, I really want you to ask yourself, is that – business or that organization giving you a bigger life 
So when I started out, and this is something that I got a lot of help with through some great coaching, but when I started out and launched Crank It, Crank It actually took away from my life. I was putting so much time and energy into it and and not getting a huge reward that it wasn't giving me a bigger life. It was giving me less time and less profits. So if you're answer to that is, hang on a second, my business or this entity is not giving me a bigger life, what can you change or what can you do to flick that around? Because nobody starts business in order to have less time and less money. People start business to have more freedom and to have a bigger life. So I I would just challenge you to ask that question. And if you get the wrong answer, then it's time to look at how we're doing things. And I, you know what? I think we should come back to this topic when we mm. talk about business vitality. So let's schedule another podcast together and maybe have a round table and get a couple of people in. But I think there's a couple of really, really vital uh, tips we can give people on achieving business vitality. So that means operating as an entrepreneur within an organization where you feel zinging about life. You're like pretty yeah. damn happy with everything. You know, it's no longer about the title. It's about making a difference um, within an organization and outside of that. And it is possible. Yeah, it is possible. And this is, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is one life. This is it. There is no dress rehearsal. FedEx is not going to send you another body tomorrow. Uh, unfortunately, we're not quite in that area yet. So why not appreciate every single day and make sure the journey is not just a hamster wheel thing, but you're really connected to what you're living? Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. So, well, let's get back to you on another podcast, guys. Again, the links will be at the end of this podcast with some show notes, an iTunes review, and I want to thank Owen Bowling, CEO of Crank It Fitness, for coming in today and sharing his sweet spot on work-life balance. Can't wait to hear some of your questions, guys. Hi, guys, and I hope you enjoyed that little um, podcast interview with Owen Bowling. And I'm really going to come back and Owen and I are going to sit together and talk about, you know, business vitality and some practical ways as a company and as an entrepreneur that you can in- integrate a healthy, wealthy, wise aspect. Um, so for show notes, it's episode 37, www.thevitalitycoach.com.au forward slash episode 37. I want to end this podcast on a positive vibe from one of my original Life's a Gym clients many moons ago when I launched Life's a Gym and I started, you know, teaching smart, savvy people how to find that sweet spot and work-life balance. I had a wonderful lady called Aurora Gonzalez on one of my retreats and I just got an email from her last week checking in and saying, Nikki, I'm so proud of you. She says, I never stopped. You're the one that has kicked off my running, exercising, and feeling now I'm feeling like a wonderful example. You were the one that kicked it off in 2006. So I just, I really would love that people just keep in touch and they tell me how they're getting on, whether it's two years, two months, five years, or 10 years ago. I think what you learn is you learn these lifelong habits about finding what works for you and finding exercise that you love and finding the right coaches around you. So Aurora has been lucky enough to actually use all that information, find a great coach in the UK as a personal trainer um, and to develop the running and all the things that she really discovered when we were working together on balancing a very, very successful career with actually being healthy, wealthy and wise. So Aurora, it's so great to hear from you. Thank you so much for sending me that email. And don't forget guys, there is a comments box um, in the outro. You'll hear all the details on where you can subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. I'll be getting back to you at episode 38 in the following week. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, you stay healthy and happy. Thanks for tuning in. For all the show notes from this episode, tips, tools, and also my eBooks, 
hop online to www.thevitalitycoach.com.au. As always, health and happiness.